Hi, good evening. My name is Jay Rothman. I am the host of the show. Welcome to Real Men, Real Talk, live. Welcome back to the studio again. I'm the host of the show. My name is Jay. I am excited to introduce tonight my two co-hosts, Evis Love Heath, the man of the land from down under that he calls Australia home. Welcome back, Evis Love. Great to be back, brothers and sisters. Feels like a minute. Yeah, a minute or two. We uh, also have Mr. Jeff Fasano. He resides in Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome back, Jeff. Yeah, welcome back to everybody. It was uh avoid last week not doing this show it's like that little hour that wasn't pre or that i wasn't present for you with you guys yeah and uh we're hopeful uh josh richer has been uh on set for uh filming shark tanks uh, season 14 uh the last couple of weeks uh we miss you josh he was hopeful today was uh the last day of of shoot he was hopeful that he'd be able to make it here on time. He may jump in. You never know. So if you stick around to the end of the show, he may make a cameo appearance tonight on Real Men Real Talk Live. But in any event, it's season 14 that he's shooting on Shark Tank. We are episode 114 tonight, and tonight's episode is Are You Unstable with Betrayal? And Ev, since you're on the top shelf, I'm going to invite you to kick us off, heat us up, get us hot, but before you go there... I do want to acknowledge uh, viewers and listeners, if you should hear something that you like or love, we invite you to tap your love button on your monitor and light us up. If you should have any questions or comments, please uh, drop them in your comment section. We'll do our best to acknowledge as many of those comments as possible and questions, and as well as let us know where you're residing. If you're coming in, if you're new, uh, new to the show, new viewer of Real Men Real Talk Live, we do invite you to let us know. Priscilla is coming in. She says, hola from Los Angeles. Welcome, Priscilla from Los Angeles. We have Elizabeth Richter coming in from overseas as well. Angela Blakely coming in from uh, Illinois. Hello, all, she says. Christopher Peckham coming in from Flagstaff, my homie from Flagstaff, Arizona. In any event, uh, yeah, we hope that Josh will join us at some point in flow this evening. Um, but if, uh, if not, he'll be back next week. And last week we did take a little bit of a hiatus. I was uh, I was uh, in conference, and Josh, in fact, was uh, on set, so we took a week off. But uh, hey, we're back tonight. Tonight's topic is all about are you unstable with betrayal, and is this is a deep topic? There's a lot to break down here tonight. Ev, I know there's no one better than you to kind of break us down, light us up, and take us off into uh, episode 114. It's all yours, brother. All good, my brother. And as always, here from the land down under, I feel on the other side of the pond there to all my brothers and sisters. Thank you, thank you, thank you. On behalf of us at Real Men Real Talk Live, we thank you for your patience. And um, obviously, a few things got away uh, again last week, which we couldn't obviously commit to the show. But we're here and we're always on divine time, my brothers and sisters. So we're talking deep 
to come back in on the shows tonight. Are you unstable with betrayal? Look, whether you've been in uh, that feeling or that emotion of betrayal, uh, whether it's been in infidelity with a beloved, whether it's been in a business, career, or whether it's been in something within your own life, it could sound like your health. Have you betrayed yourself with your health lately, my brothers and sisters? You know, this show topic uh, we're talking about for the green room uh, between the guys this week, and um, it actually came on the back end of, I believe, one of our viewers out there uh, sharing about betrayal. And it's funny because it hit both uh, all of us men uh, in the green room uh, a couple of experiences that have actually happened quite recently. I've actually uh, been very fortunate to work on a project um, at the moment uh, with our sister, Rachel Fiore. And, you know, it, it comes on the back end of, uh, in my team with the uh, digital marketing side of the business that I do, um, that I felt a little bit of betrayal from one of the team members. And what it really fell back on was really the roles and responsibilities that I had perceived within the project that I felt that that person should have maintained or should have been able to do within the time period. What had happened uh, after the event or the situation, I started to really reflect on it. And then what I've reflected on it just the last few days is that, was that person actually aware of that role not being fulfilled within what I thought was a betrayal? Now, was that person actually conscious enough to be, like I said, aware of what I was feeling of being betrayed of their role to fulfill and responsibility within the project? Or was it conscious from that person? You know, like I said, my brothers and sisters, whether it's been in relationships within your beloved, whether it's been in relationships with your business, or whether we're going to be talking about the relationship with yourself, like I mentioned with health, it really does come back down to how we are perceiving some of these experiences within our lives. What's rooted underneath betrayal, my brothers and sisters, are always certain emotions. These emotions have stemmed from certain experiences within our lives that may have caused us to feel untrust, uh, no trust for certain things within our lives or people. It may have felt us even go into resentment within our life. So we've got to really start to identify, I feel again, some of the emotions that may lie underneath this betrayal. Because to me, betrayal is just another possibly egoic thing. Like if I had been aware that this person may be not particularly conscious of their behavior that constituted some of the emotions that I was feeling, where does that put me in this particular situation? So I'm looking forward to diving in deep tonight because I want some clarity around this, even from my brothers and uh, any sisters out there as well. I want to drop down in the comments what they feel about that situation that I've been through only in this matter of last two weeks. Hmm. Hmm. What do you make you know, of that? Well, it's, it's so interesting how uh, we can replay our production meeting. Cause whenever brought this up in our production meeting, um, my first response was, 
um, a what is betrayal? You know what what how do we define betrayal? I it's it's something that that I I the reason why I asked that question is because I it never entered my mind or any of my experiences in my life up until this very moment in time, because the way I looked at it and the way I do look at it is first I'm, I may feel betrayed, but I don't even think that has ever entered into my, even my consciousness or awareness. What I've always, the way I've always looked at it is, and I said this to Ev, when we are in relationship with others, friendship, business partnership, or whatever. And we, you know, things are going on and someone does something or says something that brings up that feeling of betrayal. What they're really doing is revealing more of who they are. So, because and then I asked the question of, of Jay and Evis was, is betrayal, when you say that person has betrayed me, is that a form of victimhood? Is that a form of I'm a victim? That person betrayed me, therefore I'm a victim. It's, it's not something, it's not something I'm stating, it's a question that I'm asking. And I asked Jay and Evis that in the in the production meeting. For me, uh, betrayal is a feeling. I'm feeling betrayed. But what happened? And as Evis said, when you know we were all going back and forth, it always comes back to us. So if we're in some sort of relationship and something happens, and I recently had something um, happen about a week or so ago in my life, when, where I was working on a project, and and a person said, "Well, I'll have." all of this to you uh, on such and such a date. And when that date came and I asked a bit for it, um, it didn't happen. And I was had a meeting on a Monday that I really needed to have all of this information with, had to do with my book. And I didn't get it till three days later. And I could have said that person betrayed me but what I realized in that moment is I had all my feelings. I got pissed. I was having all my feelings about it. But in some way, shape, or form, that has revealed to me that person and, and what they're about, perhaps, and who they are. And I didn't feel betrayed at all. But those are the questions that I brought up. And I'm even bringing up tonight to, to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, you know, it's interesting um, because what's coming forward for me, Jeff and Ev, is for me, betrayal feels different than an agreement that's not honored. Now, you both brought up, for example, um, an agreement in a, in a business, it was a business transaction. We typically don't see someone that doesn't honor an established agreement between us as a form of betrayal. Now we may take it that way, mm -hmm. but is it really, is it just, is it just um, an indication of they didn't honor the agreement? And to me, betrayal feels more so like when we take it personally, 
as opposed to when we have a business agreement and somebody does not deliver what we've, whether it be the date, whether it be the time, whether it be the content. There's three examples right there. I don't know that I've personally received it at that deeper level of feeling betrayal. Um, to me, betrayal feels more like an experience that I have with someone that I have, that I care about, whether it be a friend, whether it be a sibling, whether it be a partner, whether it be children, whether it be an ex, whomever, someone that you have more of an intimate relationship with. So for me, maybe, maybe that's just my, I don't know, maybe that's my egoic way of protecting myself from those feelings that can come when you feel betrayed. Now, what's interesting is before we went live, uh, I had, I had a minute to breathe with Mary, my partner. And I, and I asked her, Hey, before we go live tonight, tonight's show is all about betrayal. We, we haven't had a chance really to, to dive into the topic between us prior to a few minutes before hitting into the, the green room. And I asked her, what, what do you, what's your take on betrayal? And she said, the ultimate betrayal is a betrayal to self. And I was like, Wow, we missed that. We didn't even cover that guy. I don't think we covered that in our production meeting this week, but let's go there. What is the ultimate betrayal to self look like or feel like? Mm. I feel when it's when you're abandoning yourself in anything. You know, um, when you get these feelings of rejection, I think is a big one that stems up from betrayal. You can easily abandon yourself. You know, um, that feeling of, and, and what I want to really make clear is that when you have a look at the definition of betrayal, it simply means to expose. So in that situation that I'm talking about, and Christopher Peckham, our brother out there viewing tonight, hit it on the head nice, you know, like, it's exposed that particular person within my team. Now, do I give them certain access to certain projects to fulfill that particular role? Well, that will fall on me now. So I was able to learn from the experience course of the betrayal to expose that that person may not be able to fill, fulfill that role. So if you think going back to what you've said there, Mr. Rothman, you know, what have you exposed about yourself, my brothers and sisters? Where have you betrayed yourself? What have you exposed about yourself? Is it your health? Is it how you're abandoning yourself with your health? I mean, these are all of the big questions that we need to ask ourselves when we get out to the deeper side of what really betrayal is. Mm. 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 Um, hmm. the, when, when I came into the green room, I heard Mary say that and I screamed out, yes, self-betrayal. I've now, uh, you know, I could have been the poster boy of self, self-betrayal, quote unquote, betrayal. Give us an example. Um, what's your top betrayal that, that you, that you are aware of in this moment? So. In my healing process, it's, it's, a, it's about honoring and valuing myself and my talents and gifts. Honor, honoring and valuing my talents and gifts as a photographer. So 
over the years, when I when somebody would come to me with a project, I would I would think about it, and I would say to myself, I'm now really going to price myself honoring and valuing my worth. And then an old thought pattern, an old belief system would come in and I would quote a price and they would go, yeah, let's do it. And then we'd finish the conversation. And then all of a sudden I would get this feeling in my solar plexus, in my gut, knowing that I just did not honor my word to myself. I'm going to say that again. I did not honor my word, my agreement to myself. That could be and probably is a form of betraying myself. I just betrayed myself because I didn't honor my word of valuing and honoring my worth more deeply. Thus, I betrayed myself with that. That that's I've done that. I'm you know I'm sure a lot of um, solopreneurs have have done that as well. Because a you didn't want to lose the job, b but it's just an old thought pattern that um, that's what I have to do to get the gig. Um, so that's a that's a form of of betrayal, if you want to use that word. It was just me not, um, and, and maybe this is a form of betrayal. I, I'm giving my word to you. And, and Jay, uh, to, to, your, to your point before, um, when it's on a personal level, suppose we share something very personal with someone. It's very near and dear to us. So in conversation, hey, could I share this with you? And then all of a sudden, five other people know about it a week later. And it's something that you wanted to held held in confidence with that person that I think, Jay, that is more maybe what where you were going with it, where on a personal level, um, you could feel betrayed uh, if if someone does that as well. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, this this is a this is a real comp, complex um, topic. I mean, betrayal goes. It comes in many different forms. It comes in many different languages. It comes in different colors. It comes with a different emotion and feeling attached to it. I am curious. Uh, Ev, I want to ask you in this moment, what is at? What do you think is at the root? The root of when we get activated, as Sue Gaska would say, or as others might say, triggered into the feelings of betrayal, what is at the root of that, do you think? What's the essence of that? I think it's trust. I really feel it's trust. That's mm. at the root of it. You know, if um, you've put a lot of trust into someone, something, and you have that feeling of, of so-called betrayal, then at the root of that may lie trust. I know with me from this previous experience, it's it's set initially I felt anger. But as we know, anger is not that primary emotion. 
So the anger came from something that was held underneath. And mm. to me, the big one for me was trust. Mm. Mm. I want to I bring something up that just, just, just struck me right now as I'm listening to you, Ev. Uh, last show, uh, I believe, our uh, last episode uh, revolved around um, gift giving, right? And I shared some very true, intimate memories from my childhood that I had suppressed for years that recently came back to the surface. And um, I suspect on some level, my mom felt betrayed by me in the show because I shared some my truths that she, um, she was hurt by. Now, I, on some level, I suspect she felt betrayed, like I broke. And this happens in families. How many of, how many of, of our viewers, how many of you viewers and us come from families where don't tell, don't speak? You know, it's like what goes on behind these closed doors stays there. It's, it's part of, the, it's part of the, the rules of engagement in the family that we may have been born into. Um, but for me, I, in that example, I knew that I wanted to do some follow-up with my mom after the show because I knew that she was going to feel just that, maybe hurt, maybe to the extent of betrayal. And what was beautiful was that I actually reached out to my sibling, my sister, and because uh, I couldn't get hold of my mom, and I just I was curious to see if she had any memories from her childhood, which was, of course, we grew up in the same home, but our experiences as siblings can be very different. And it was it was beautiful because as we kind of navigated through um, the conversation, my sister actually had an, a massive epiphany, a beautiful breakthrough. And through that moment of just conversation of honesty and truth and what our experiences were like as children growing up in the same home, which was very different, she being a female, me being a male, she being 18 months my senior or so, not only did she have a moment to really kind of work through some, some shadows for herself, when I hung up the phone, I felt like there was some massive healing that took place between my sister and I on a level that was just so, so beautiful. Mm. That's, that, the, that's a gift of what we do, gentlemen. So mm. betrayal does come in all forms. And sometimes we say something um, in passing that is our truth, but the individual that hears it sec in, a, in a third or, or second sense can feel betrayed. So I don't always think that betrayal is a bad thing. I think that if it can be, if you have the courage to step into your truth and approach, I didn't say confront, but approach with love in your heart for yourself and for that relationship, if it matters to you, to say, to be able to say just to that person, you know, I was hurt. I felt betrayed. And then instead of the old Jay getting defensive and, you know, doing either either doing this, covering up, or coming back with an upper, you know, a right hook or whatever you want to call it. I was just able to be present and hold my truth to myself, share it, give that individual the opportunity to express their perspective and not try to convince her or her 
maybe not try to convince me that it didn't happen that way. It's just our, our memories of what happened is different. And that's okay. Mm. Because it doesn't matter what happened then. What matters is, is how do we navigate through this moment of healing between family members? Now, if, if you know, Jeff, you said you're a, you're a poster child for betrayal. I was right there with you, dude. I mean, I betrayed so many people in my life. But the most important person that I betrayed was myself. Mm-hmm. And I did everything like you, most likely to, to sabotage, because I, I didn't know what I didn't know. I, I didn't know how to show up. I didn't know how to grow up. I was making choices in my life as an adult male, as a husband, as a son, as a sibling, as a friend, as an employer, as an employee, coming from a a wounded soul space. Mm -hmm. And so if you were watching tonight or picking up up on replay, by no means would we ever encourage you to go to guilt or shame of self around your past betrayals. But instead, just look at them and look at, measure your growth. Look at how far you've come from that time. And instead of going to self-deprecating guilt and shame thoughts or stories that we can create in a spontaneous moment, go to gratitude. Go to gratitude for how far you have come or how far you are committed to coming in your relationships. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that is that making sense, Fasano? You know what would you what you keep on saying is I felt betrayed. Mm-hmm. I felt betrayed. Betrayal is a feeling. I'm feeling betrayed. Um, was there a prior agreement with someone you said something to that they weren't supposed to, or you thought was that unwritten? So what I said earlier, feeling, you, I feel betrayed. I, I'm still trying, I still don't know what the definition of betrayal is, but I feel, I'm feeling something. And um, I was the poster boy for betraying or once again, looking at it differently, not keeping my word or my agreement with myself. I could, I could say I betrayed myself again. Um, and what you, Jay just said, self-sabotage. I mean, that's a whole different subject about how we sabotage um, ourselves, our careers, our lives based upon our old behaviors. But um, I think it's more of like in, in, in every situation, um, we have an agreement with someone. And, and we've talked about it. We've discussed it. And we've had this agreement. And then when that agreement is not, and, and that could be an agreement in business. It could be in a, just an agreement between friends. I'm sharing this with you. I'm asking you to um, keep this between us because this is very close to me. It's very personal. It's very sensitive. And then all of a sudden, a week later, you found out the three other people found out about it through that person. That person, a did not honor the agreement that we made together and thus maybe we can say i felt betrayed by that person 
But really what that person just had done was reveal a part of themselves to me or to you or whatever about them. And then we have a choice within that to talk to them about it or continue that relationship. If we walk around pointing a finger at that person and saying, you betrayed me, you betrayed me, you betrayed me, you, you, you. Like I said earlier, does that move us into a victimhood or victim consciousness where you can feel your feelings, say what you need to say, they didn't honor the agreement, and then what did I learn about that person or learn about myself? So to, to your point, Jeff, and I want to bounce this to Ev, is, is betrayal more about the act of if you're, receive, if you're the receiver on, of the betrayal, is it more about the act of that individual? Is it, more, is it really an opportunity to really, again, turn the mirror back on yourself and, and go a little deeper and ask, why am I having this experience right now? Why do I feel like I've been betrayed or I've been dishonored? Why do I feel like this, this, this trust has been broken? Whether it be, as you guys ex uh, described most recently, a business transaction, it could be an intimate relationship. It, it can be, there's so many different ways to, to have, to come back as a, a victim of feeling betrayed. But is it really, at the end of the day, no matter what the activation is or the trigger is, is it really ever about the other individual or does it always come back to what is it about us? Why are we taking it so personally that it feels like just that betrayal? Mm, you hit it on the head, my brother. You answer your questions all the time. You know, why do we take it so personally? And I think it's so, so important, brothers and sisters, you really start to understand more about yourself like I even have in these last couple of weeks after the situation experience that I separate that person from the event now. Good people make poor choices. Let me say that again. Good people make poor choices or bad actions and behaviours. So more so separating the person from that action and those consequences that may have led from it, and then start to be able to identify, like I said before, and what Jeff's saying around, around the feelings, the emotions that you're feeling from the experience. Mm -hmm. Now, I was feeling that there was a break of trust that I had with this particular person for that certain role. So now that I've identified this isn't pers personal with that person. It's their action and behavior that set off a particular emotion. Now that gives me the power to be able to release that trigger or that emotion. I've been able to express those emotions now, even just by me, it feels good being able to express them. Mm -hmm. Then I'm able to forgive Mm -hmm. And we've done many of shows about forgiveness, my brothers and sisters. The act of forgiveness is never about the person, but what you can forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. What role, Ev uh, and or Jeff, whoever wants to jump in, we, you, you kind of opened up the Pandora's box right now. What role does forgiveness, can forgiveness play 
in in betrayal and is is forgiveness well i'm not gonna i don't want to i'm not gonna lead you to the answer what role does forgiveness play or should it play or should it play at all um my whole thing about forgiveness is that we forgive in our own time as we process something that happened the situation we've got to process it until we come to a place that we can forgive um, someone. And as we were talking in the production meeting, um, maybe that person was so unaware and unconscious of what they were doing and they didn't know what they were doing or didn't do or whatever, um, or they're in a, their own time space continuum within themselves and that's the bubble they live in and they'll do whatever they think they want to do without regard to anyone or Evis or me or Jay in a situation. So it comes back that they're, it's all about them and they be, may be totally unconscious and unaware of that. And then if we choose talking about it, oh, wow, but then in that moment, we can for, forgive them for not knowing, forgive them for they did not know. And we can do that on so many levels because isn't that the basis of forgiveness? Another person might do something, say something, and maybe that's where they are in their process and they just don't know. They're just not aware or conscious of their behaviors or even who they are on that level. It's what we talked about in the production meeting. These, these um, conversations that we have every week, we're, we're going to, as Ed would say, on a deeper level and maybe assuming, but going to a deeper awareness to raise our awareness and consciousness on such a deeper level within us about all of this stuff. Bringing an awareness and consciousness so we have a choice in the forgiveness to maybe bring a, a deeper level of awareness and consciousness to another for they did not know. As we, the three of us and most people out there, didn't know until we did the work, raised our awareness and consciousness of it and said, oh, wow, and then forgive ourselves that we just didn't know. So well, I'm going to paraphrase you, Jeff. Um, what I what I heard you say, my interpretation, is that um, when we are willing to show up differently in our relationships, instead of being so deep in the rabbit hole, but showing up more of as the observer. When I find when I show up as the observer of others, but also of myself in that interaction or engagement, it's really an opportunity to be honest with myself, to ask the question, okay, I'm now observing what I'm feeling or how I'm responding or how I'm reacting or whatever that looks like to ask my, to ask myself, what's going on with me now with that other person? Mm -hmm. But why, why am I why am I reacting this way? Why do I have I dropped into a low vibration of sorts? Mm -hmm. So when I'm able to always turn it back on me, 
is an opportunity as the observer of self emotions and feelings and even some physical reaction going into that fight, flight or freeze or going into adrenaline or, you know, the unhealthy, the, the um, hormones or chemicals, the cortisol to really become the observer and go, mm-hmm. why did, why did this just piss me off? Why did that person, why do I feel hurt? Because it, it's either an opportunity to expand and grow for self or it could be an opportunity to expand and grow that relationship only if you have the courage to approach that individual, not with anger, not with disdain, but with love in your heart. And, mm-hmm. and just if you feel safe enough Ab, to say, you know, what, what you just said to me, really, I'm not comfortable with it. It hurt me. And I feel betrayed being that we're on it topic mm-hmm. of betrayal and give them an opportunity. Now, not everyone's going to be able to respond in a healthy, loving, kind way. Cause if they have, if they're just living in survival and they haven't done any inner work yet, they're going to take it personally. And they're going to most likely they're going to either defend it, deflect it, gaslight it or deny it. And then in that moment, then we get, we get to decide, do we back off the throttle? Do we just then work on, on our own time, either accepting that they're right where they're at in their journey? Is this a relationship worth investing in deeper, mm-hmm. further? Or is this a relationship that I'm no longer willing to invest in because it's not going to serve me in, in, in the moment that I'm choosing to live in? So that 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 kind of opens up a whole other perspective around betrayal. Mm-hmm. What role does unconditional love, if we're talking about a relationship that has meaning to us, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. a business relationship, but a personal relationship. Mm-hmm. What role does unconditional love play in it? What role does, we talked about forgiveness, but there's also empathy. There's empathy and there's unconditional love. Mm-hmm. What do you make of that? I feel that what's really important is that as we grow and we're coming from the adult us, not the wounded child us, but the adult us, we have to take responsibility for our actions. Repeat that. Repeat that for Santa. It's really important that we must take responsibility for our actions all the time. Be be responsible for our word, be responsible for our actions. We may do things for we did not know. As Ed said, good people make poor choices. But if we're willing to when the mirror is held up to us to take responsibility for ourselves, to me, That is the ultimate sign of growth. Mm -hmm. Yes, I did this. Yes, I said this. I will take my responsibility for all of that and my actions. It's for in Brene Brown. I'm reading a wonderful book by Brene Brown. And when she talks about forgiveness, she talks about when we forgive, we have to make sure 
that the other person is taking responsibility for themselves. And when we forgive, we set boundaries. There you go. It is so, so important that it, it really is. I mean, just think if, if everyone actually took responsibility for their words and their actions, man, this world would be a totally different place. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, you hit it on the head, brother. And that was going to be my next point. It's definitely allowed me to actually really be aware of those boundaries that I now set with that particular person. Mm -hmm. So none of that does become a personal thing with them or turns into any resentment regarding that particular person. So it allows us to really value the boundaries that we may have and the access that we may give to that particular person, place, or thing as well. Mm -hmm. And to me, Mr. Rothman, as you mentioned, that is one of the most, most valuable things, my brothers and sisters, that we can really be given to ourselves for unconditional love at this point on the journey, boundaries. Yeah. Jay, um, in our production meeting, you, you had you mentioned someone who came to you talking about something that was going on. He said, what did he say? He said, come to the situation I, I, at, at, and bring your almost your highest being of yourself to it. The highest consciousness. Yeah. The highest consciousness of yourself to it. And that's what we're talking about here. Um, but it, 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 if we can, in our growth of ourselves, bring our highest consciousness to a situation, then as Jay said earlier, we, we really just become an observer of the situation and then can observe ourselves in it and observe the other person in it as well. And that's, yeah. I think that's beautiful, but that takes, that takes a, a lot of self-work. Yeah. That, mm -hmm. That's, that's where a simple, not easy always comes into play. Exactly. I do want to, I do want to acknowledge Katrina May. Uh, this is a long post, but I'm going to put it up here. Uh, since Josh has not joined us this evening, uh, hopefully it won't cover up your, past your chin, Jeff. But I also <laughs> want to acknowledge Katrina May because I put it out yesterday. I asked a few people for potential topics um, and she came back with this one on betrayal. So I do want to honor Katrina. I do want to thank you. And viewers, anytime something unfolds in your day and you think of Real Men Real Talk Live and you'd like us to consider it for the a next week or future topic, drop any one of us uh, a message in Messenger or however you communicate with us. And uh, and we'll put it up. Uh, we'll put it up uh, in a production meeting and see uh, see if we if we if we jump on it. But I do want to acknowledge this one because I want to ask uh, Ev for you to kind of uh, assess the takeaway from this. Katrina says one of my stories of betrayal still makes me feel sick to my stomach as I write this. Of course, I can't get into the lengthy details, but as brief as possible. It was because of this man's intentional choice to deliberately go behind my back, my life as I knew it unraveled. And I lost almost everything. 
my job of six years, my community, my home, and the ability to work in Canada because my permanent residency application had not been approved yet. He knew all of this would happen, and it did. So this, this, is, this, is, uh, this is not something new. This is something that happened in her past, and that she's acknowledged that when she thinks about it, it still makes her feel sick to her stomach. Uh, Ev, I want to invite you, uh, Jeff as, as well. Do you have any words of, um, from your own experiences of wisdom that perhaps maybe can, um, guide Katrina, you know, how do we, and if it's not just Katrina, it's, it's all of us. We've all been there. We've all, we've all been on a receiving end. We've all been not all, but many of us have actually betrayed, um, relationships in some way as well. But how do we navigate through it, this deep, deep, deep-seated hurt and pain that for, as I think as Katrina described it, hit her at her soul level? Mm. Look, my brothers and sisters, and I just want to honor the sister for sharing that because, mm. I mean, that's, that's, that's a really beautiful, you know, um, experience that she's been vulnerable enough to share. And to all of our brothers and sisters, like Jay said, whenever you share this, Nothing ever goes unseen. Uh, we always uh, do our best to share as many of these comments. But um, in relation to what our sister's saying there, she hits it on the head at the end of that. She mentions, Jay, it's been able to help her understand the universal guidance and her own resilience. You know, for me, my brothers and sisters, we are really getting an opportunity to see those people, places, and things around us that need to be in our field at this particular time on our journey. Whether it's that experience, whether it's my experience, Jeff's, Jay's, these are all happening for us. We always say that, never to us, always for us. So as our sister has been able to receive the gift there, can you receive the gift and lesson? and now be able to move forward from this experience. Mm -hmm. Now, I think it's absolutely beautiful. She could have easily, easily, brothers and sisters, fallen into victimhood. You see, for oh, me, yeah. being able to forgive even that person in that particular situation is true freedom. We don't want to carry all the weight of that. Mm -hmm. But being able to accept Okay, this particular person may not have had the right intentions behind this particular experience, allows you to be free from all of the emotions that are attached to it. Hmm. Yeah, I. Uh, she did go on to say here, it it broke me, but it broke me open in the end. And no. uh, I, one sec, uh, Jeff, before you go, there, hold the thought. Nancy... Uh, Nancy Clarkson coming in from uh, Phoenix, uh, Scottsdale area. She says, and how do you open yourself and be totally vulnerable with someone else after being betrayed? And, and I, I just want to say one thing around that. The strategy that many of our ego, egoic minds go to is we wall off and we mm. shut down. We, we close off our heart to Very experience dark. love again. And then, and then in that moment, we make, we make that decision that we think is going to protect us. In fact, it doesn't it doesn't serve us. It may protect us in a in a false sense and a false illusion, but what we're then missing out on is the experience around the true essence of love. 
and we all deserve to love and to be loved. But the part of us that that walls off is our ego that wants to protect our inner child within. So little Nancy, little Katrina doesn't get hurt one more time. So from your perspective, Jeff, how do we navigate through this intense, intense feelings of pain so that we don't wall off? And sometimes, you know, betrayal can even come when we, let's say we're, we're married or we have a significant other and that individual dies unexpectedly or they die from uh, a, a, a di- you know, a diagnosis, a terminal disease. On some level, many of us may feel betrayed. Mm. Like that person left me. Like, why did that have to happen? So there's even that level of betrayal that takes place. Mm. Um, well, my, my first question and, actually Katrina may answered it was where are you now with that mm-hmm. after I don't know whatever that when that happened it of course that was it it was probably very traumatic and activated so much inside of her um the first thing and I've said this on 113 shows and I'm going to say it on show 114 have your feelings first what feelings when something happens what are you feeling what are the feelings what is being activated what is being triggered within you and most of the time it's probably a hell of a lot of anger that comes up right away um and have all of those feelings and be with all of those feelings and and then move that energy inside of us and then because, you know, something's just hap- happened within us, um, I mean, maybe when that happened with Katrina, she was at a place in her process, like we all were, because we don't know what we don't know until we learn it. And then we start to raise our awareness and consciousness, and that becomes deeper to come to this place of being in that place where this is happening for me. But in that moment, no, we don't, we're not in that place. It's this is not happening for me. We could do it now, but when it happens, it's it could be traumatic. It could be it it could it could be shifting and changing our lives in such a way that it's hitting our nervous system. The first thing we do is have to have the, all of those feelings, whatever's coming up, have it all, allow it, be there with it, and then as we navigate ourselves through that. And then we've got to process all of that. I mean, what Katrina May was talking about is pretty devastating, if you think about it. I mean, and so that's my the first thing that we have to do is just have all of those feelings. Whatever's coming up, whatever, whatever is being triggered, have it, be in it, allow it, and then yeah. process it, and then nurture it and then perhaps take care of the situation. I, I love that, that Jeff. And, and what's really coming forward from what you just shared is uh, just going back in, in within from my past emotions and feelings around betrayal. I, I do believe the part of ourself that gets tagged, the most significant is our younger self. Mm-hmm. Our younger self gets, feels the wound really quick and really deep and fast. 
And a younger self is like, why me? What's wrong with me? You know? And it's like, we feel one more time, like we're not lovable, whatever, whatever comes forward. But what I, but what I've learned in my own journey of healing mind, body, and soul is that the individual that's been, a, let's call it the perpetrator, the one that creates the, the feelings of a betrayal, we take it personally immediately. And the truth is, is that it's not about us. It's about that other person, their choice, their life, their journey. We just happen to be on a receiving end of it. But if we could raise our, our emotions and our energy to a higher consciousness, as Dr. Coles likes to say, we don't have to take it personally. But it's simple, not easy. It takes, it takes some inner dialogue. It takes some connecting with self, self-reflection to really wrap your arms around yourself and say, it's not about me. That's their wound. That's their pain. I just happen to be the recipient of that. Mm-hmm. What do you make of that, F? Yeah, 100%, brother. And then, that, like you said, takes a lot of uh, self-awareness, a lot of introspective work, and it, it is possible. It's, uh, it's deep work. But if you can come from that more empathetic place and compassionate place for that particular person or experience that you've been through, show it gratitude and full acceptance and leaning to the emotions that it triggered for yourself, my brothers and sisters, that's the true gift of being able to release it into true freedom. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Whatever happens in our life, um, there's always a gift and a lesson in it. And that's how we grow. What's the gift? What's the lesson? It's, it's not, it, you know, we can actually begin with that question. Wow, this just happened. Okay, what's the gift? What's the lesson? I'm having all my feelings. What's the gift? What's the lesson? That has got me through, me through a, a whole bunch of things. There you go. I want to bring in, uh, Abigail says something here. Um, which is interesting. It's a segue. Betrayal comes with a grief experience. We grieve things like lost hopes and dreams too. That's it. There's a double, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of depth in this statement right here. Mm. Betrayal does come potentially with a grief experience more. So if it's a, a betrayal in a personal relationship, not a business transaction that goes south mm. or doesn't meet our expectations, but there is, there is absolutely an opportunity to do some grieving around what feels like a, a shift or a loss in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, there's different ways we grieve. There's a healthy way. And then sometimes there's an unhealthy way. And then the other one that she says, which is brilliant, Abigail, which is we grieve things like lost hopes and dreams too. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where the abandonment, which I talked about earlier comes in. Mm. You know, but I think what you're saying about there, Jay, is that, um, you know, a lot of the things that wrap around grief and betrayal is when we go through traumatic experiences. So we've done a show on that. I forget what show it was, my brothers and sisters, but go back and watch the one on trauma. Yeah. Yep. So as we uh, come up to the hour, we got just five minutes till uh, we're going to call it, a, put a pretty bow in a show and call it a wrap. 
I want to invite you, Jeff, uh, to close us out with uh, just a couple of moments here, a couple of minutes of uh, just closing thoughts on this topic around betrayal. Maybe share a tip, trick, or tool on how um, how uh, we can navigate through those moments where we feel betrayed. Um, well, I think I just did. Um, uh, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I think I'm going to go back to the, to the beginning is um, look at betrayal. Um, it's like, look at what it is. Like, I, I just, I, I understand the concept of it, but for me, it's more about uh, an agreement or the impeccability of our word um, with people. Um, like I said earlier, um, myself, quote unquote, betrayal was basically not honoring my agreement and my word to myself that I am now going to um, when I quote a rate as a photographer, I will uh, honor and value my worth more deeply. When I haven't done that, what I've actually done, and I'm re going back to the beginning, I'm um, not honoring my word and my agreement with myself. And thus, I may have betrayed myself in that moment. So I guess... I'm going to address self self betrayal in that way. So if we all look at our lives and we see things where we haven't honored ourselves, valued ourselves, valued our worth, and we think we have betrayed ourselves, what are the agreements we're making with ourselves? What is, what is uh, the impeccability of our word to ourselves? Hmm. That's when we start to do that. We can hold others accountable to the impeccability of their word to us as well and bring that into the relationship. So, so I'm closing out with um, that little tip and trick about self-betrayal. Beautiful. Love it. Ev, you're up. What do you got, brother? I'm good, brother. Oh, I think we're good for the show there, my friend. <laughs> I, uh, I want to close out by, um, first and foremost, I want to acknowledge, uh, I want to thank our viewers for showing up tonight right on time. Hopefully you heard something that maybe helps you get a better understanding and clarity on an old wound that you may be holding on to. Uh, I know that for, for me to be free, to free myself from my past wounds and shadows and pain from people, places, and things that uh, got in, in my life, I, I had to really, really work on being honest and truthful with myself. And, and part of that is, is really accepting that when people are hurting other people, it's not because you're worthy of being hurt. It's because they're hurt. Hurt people hurt people. We've heard that before. And ultimately, um, it's a choice to stay in a toxic, harmful relationship. Or it's a choice to say, not here, not now, not today. No mas, no more, no thank you. And set a loving boundary for yourself. Take your foot off the throttle and step back. That to me is the ultimate definition of unconditional love. First for yourself. Mm -hmm. And the other piece I want to just share real briefly, coming back to what Nancy asked about, is how do you 
navigate through after feeling betrayed in a relationship, it really comes down to having awareness again that that individual, although we take it personally, it wasn't about us. It was about that betrayal happened because they have some significant shadows and wounds that they haven't faced. And, and the only way to navigate through that truly is through learning how to heal your wound with trust. And it's not about learning how to trust other people. It's learning how to trust yourself first. And when we heal that wound, we'll, we'll pay more attention to what people say, more importantly, if the words are in fact aligned with their behaviors. And if they're not, don't ignore it. Don't dismiss it. Don't hope that because we want what we want, not part of us that wants what we want is our younger self. But just pay close attention to how people show up. Be that observer. And then become the parent of yourself to say, is this potentially going to be harmful to me? Is it going to be a blessing or is it going to be a burden? And to make a, a healthier choice for yourself coming from a higher level of consciousness and how you're choosing to live your life today. And with that, if you are in the throes of illness right now, whether it be a virus, COVID, a cold, pneumonia, some type of debilitating chronic disease, terminal illness, I wish you nothing but healing energy. We have the ability to heal mind, body, and soul. It comes down to how badly do we want it. It comes down to a mindset. It comes down to whether or not we are going to betray ourselves or we're going to do everything in our power to heal. I love you guys. Next week, Josh Rich is going to be back. I understand Jeff Asano is going to be, I think, on a photo shoot in, in the, the small city just east of Nashville called New York. Yep. So next week, uh, Josh, Richard, uh, we'll be back on set. We'll be here, same time, same channel, coming in live on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, coming in delayed on Bloom Wellness Channel, on Roku TV and Amazon Fire TV. I love you guys, viewers. Thanks for joining us this evening on episode 114. We will see you next week on Real Men, Real Talk Live. Peace and blessings. Love y'all.